0: of visiting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We pray the following message will be encouraging to you. Listen in as we start taking away the layers of religion and discover the joys of a relationship with the Creator.
1: Amen. Uh, we've been going through a series on the book of John called Walk It Out. And we're today up to John chapter 16. So if you have your Bible, you could turn to John chapter 16, starting in verse 5. John chapter 16, starting in verse 5. It says, but now I am going to him who sent me. Yet none of you ask me, Where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your hearts, taken complete possession of them. However, I am telling you nothing but the truth when I say it is profitable, good, expedient, advantageous for you that I go away. Because if I do not go away, the comforter, counselor, helper, advocate, intercessor, strengthener, standby, will not come to you into close fellowship with you. But if I go away, I will send him to you to be in close fellowship with you. Father, we just thank you today for your word, Lord God. I just ask that you would change our hearts in Jesus' name. Father, let your Word be like a hammer, Lord God, that breaks the hard ground. Every, every hard place, Lord God, in our hearts, and our emotions, Lord God. Father, we ask that you would change us today. In Jesus' name, amen. See, in John 16, Jesus was speaking to his disciples. And he told them that he was about to leave. He had a mission to complete. He had a mission to go to the cross so that he could die to take away sin. So that he could remove everything that stands between you and God. And then he was going to rise again and complete his mission by going into the presence of God. See, there's an altar in heaven. And Jesus went and anointed that altar. And even now, today, the Bible says... That day and night, he sits in heaven before the Father, and you know what he's doing? He's praying for you. He's praying that you're going to make it. He's praying blessings down on you, day and night. The Bible says that there is no other intercessor between God and man. See, now you can go directly to the Father. You, You don't need a priest to stand between you and God. But wherever you are, any time of the day, because Jesus right now, he left and he went to heaven. And he's praying for you. And he stands before the Father day and night. He went to prepare a place to make a way for you. And before he left, he told the disciples, it's better for you if I go away. It's advantageous for you if I leave. Now, does that make sense to you? Doesn't it seem like it would be better if Jesus was here walking around? You could go to him and say, Jesus, my husband's bothering me. Come and talk to him. But where's the hundred dollars you've been promising me? You can walk right up to him. He'd have to pull it out of his pocket. We wouldn't have to live by faith. Jesus is way up there in heaven, and we're down here. And everything we do, we believe that Jesus is real. We believe he rose from the dead. But we got to do it by faith. It's hard sometimes. Why is it to our advantage? Why is it better? But the reason that it's better is because Jesus completed his mission and sent the Holy Spirit, you've now become the temple of the Holy Spirit. We sing a lot of songs about, about you being the temple of the Holy Spirit, but what does that mean? See, back in the Old Testament days, You couldn't do like we're doing now, have the worship team, and on a Sunday morning just come into the presence of God and begin to access heaven and come before the Father and just experience the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. See, back then, it wasn't the people that were the temple of God, but the temple of God was a building in Jerusalem. And in that building, there was one room called the Holy of Holies. And that's the place where God lived back in those days. That's where where the glory of God was. If somebody wanted to talk to God, you couldn't just lay on your bed at night and talk to God. You had to get a priest. There had to be a sacrifice made. And it was only one day a year on the Day of Atonement that the high priest could even come into that room called the Holy of Holies. And when he came, he had to offer the blood of the animal. And if he messed up, he would die because it was a holy place. And they'd have to pull him out by a rope around his waist. See, they'd have bells the high priest would have bells around his clothes. And if they heard the bell stop ringing, they'd better pull him out. He went into the presence of God in sin. He didn't follow God's order. And that was the temple of God. There was the presence of God. But when Jesus died on the cross, there was a big curtain that separated the Holy of Holies from the rest of the temple. And it said when when Jesus died, that big curtain split in two. And the temple today doesn't exist anymore. It was torn down. And do you know why it was torn down? Because God had a better plan. See, it was better. It was to your advantage that Jesus went back to heaven Because now you are the temple. You are the place where God makes his home. God lives in you. If you're born again, if you've invited Jesus to be your Savior and the Lord of your life, I'm going to give you a theological word. We don't like to throw them around too much. But you need to know this one. The indwelling of the Holy Spirit the holy spirit dwells in you he makes his home right in your body and you may say well i don't deserve it i'm nobody i'm a failure i'm nothing it tells us in in corinthians chapter 4 second corinthians chapter 4 that we have this treasure in jars of clay god knew that we're just earthly broken vessels and you know what Jesus said this is a mystery. God in you is a mystery. I can't figure it out. Why would God use plain ordinary sinners, people who fail so often, to make to make his home in us? That's a mystery the Bible says. See, God knew even even before, even even before he sent his spirit he knew you, he knew all your failures, he knows your shortcomings and yet he's chosen you. He's chosen you. I don't care you could be four years old, you could be a hundred years old if you've got God in you. if you've got Jesus in your heart, you've invited him in. you are now the temple and the fullness of God lives in you. You are the holy of holies. God has made you holy. He separated you, taken you out of the world in the, in the realm of the spirit, but left you here in the realm of the natural. But you are that house, the place where the very glory of God dwells. And You need to understand that. See, the people the disciples in the book of Acts they understood the power of having the spirit of God living in them so much that when Peter walked down the street and his shadow would fall on people they would would be laid down sick and get up healed. in the book of Acts the spirit of God and and the people raised the dead, cast out demons, cleansed the lepers, there's nothing that you can't do Because you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And you can live in the very presence of God because of the sacrifice of Jesus. Because he went to the cross. Because he paid it all. And I'm going to ask Veronica to come. she's, She's going to show you. Because I don't think words can really describe what I'm talking about. You see, even though Jesus went to heaven, he's still with you. He still pours out his love in your heart because another name for the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ. Jesus, he lives in you in his fullness. and. A few weeks ago, when Melissa was speaking in John chapter 14, she read one of my favorite scriptures in the whole Bible. Jesus said that even greater things will you do than I did, because I go to the Father. And he sent the Spirit. And you can do greater things than Jesus ever did. Greater miracles, greater works. You can reach more people. You can build better businesses than anyone else. You could do better in school. You can be better parents. You can have better marriages. Because Jesus dwells in you 24 hours a day. You carry him around everywhere that you go. That's why it says you can't go anywhere. Nothing that separates you from the love of God. You can go down into the pit of hell. You can go to the highest heights. And because he lives in you, nothing can separate you from his love. There's glory in you. The day that you receive Jesus, even in your immaturity, even in your lack, in your messing up, You're carrying around the Spirit of God, the creator of the universe. The one who created heaven and earth lives in you. And you carry that creativity around with you. You need to to meet the Spirit of God that lives in you. Some of you might not even be aware of, of the power that's in you. And you see, the Holy Spirit is not just a power. I want to do some teaching for a few minutes about who the Holy Spirit is. Some people think the Holy Spirit is just this force that falls on people or heals people or it's just power. The Holy Spirit, just like Jesus, he has a mind. He has emotions. He has a will. So you have the person of God living in you. In the scriptures I read before, this is from the Amplified Bible. It calls the Holy Spirit a comforter, a counselor, a helper, an advocate, an intercessor, a strengthener. When you need strength, you don't have to look here and there. You can go right within you. The you, you can gain strength right in your moment of weakness when you don't know what to do in a situation. The counselor lives with you. Get off the phone. Stop calling this one and that one. I don't know what to do. And get into the presence of God. And he'll show you what to do. We become so dependent on people. And Christianity has become this big superstar religion. And we wait for the big prophet to come to town to prophesy. Or we wait for the healer to come. We wait for the evangelist to come so so he could come and visit our unsafe friends. It's all in you. Those days are over. God is raising up a nameless, faceless generation. A bunch of nobodies people with no fame. Maybe you don't have a TV show. Maybe you've never written a book. But the same Spirit of God that lives in Billy Graham and Benny Hinn, it lives in you, and you could do the same things that they do. God is looking for a people. It's in you. It's in you. We, we go searching and searching to this place and that conference. And they, believe me, I'm not against conferences. I've been to enough conferences. But that's not where your answer is. The answer to your problem, the physical healing you need, the answer to your marriage problem, it's all in you. Because that's where Jesus dwells. That's where the counselor dwells. You don't need anybody's opinion but his. In Romans 8, 11, it says in the Message Bible, it stands to reason, doesn't it, that if the alive and present God who raised Jesus from the dead moves into your life, he'll do the same thing in you that he did in Jesus, bringing you alive to himself. When God lives and breathes in you, and he does as surely as he did in Jesus, You are delivered from that dead life. With his spirit living in you, your body will be alive as Christ. The same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives in you. And it will bring life back to your emotions, to the place of depression and heaviness and sorrow. It will bring life back into your marriage, life back into your relationships, life back into your finances. If you'll just get this if you'll just get what you got already it reminds me of the story of the Wizard of Oz where Dorothy had those shoes on and she could have gone home all along but she had to go through all those problems and trials until the end when they told her it was You had it on all along, but I couldn't tell you because you wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't accept it. And in some way, that's, that's a picture of the Spirit of God. It's, you've already got it. It's already in you. Everything that you need. The Bible says that God withholds nothing from those he loves. How how many of you know that God loves you? And and if you don't believe that, it means you believe a lie. I'm going to talk about some of the symbols of the Holy Spirit used in the Bible. The Bible says that the the Holy Spirit is like a dove bringing peace. The Holy Spirit is like an oil bringing joy and gladness, bringing healing. And not only does God want to heal you, but see, there's something about the Holy Spirit in you. It doesn't like to stay inside. It it says it's like a river. It likes to pour out everywhere that you go. You don't have the Spirit of God just just so you could have a good time and worship and get all excited, even though that's wonderful. But you you also have the Spirit of God because everywhere you go, he wants you to change the atmosphere. Everywhere you go, he wants you to release healing. He's like a well. It just begins to bubble up, and you can't contain him. He pours out. Begin to see your family change, your workplace change. I, I believe if people really understood it, we could change this nation, that we could turn this whole nation around. Because you can't contain the Holy Spirit. But see, you've you, you got to have the awareness. you got to get to know him as your friend, as, as your counselor, as your advocate. He's your intercessor. The Bible says... That when you don't know how to pray, that the Holy Spirit prays through you. You can be so broken and just so down and so overwhelmed with sorrow. And maybe you'll start to groan. The Holy Spirit begins to pray, intercede through you in groans. And if you're saying, I'm too weak, the Bible says that in your weakness, his strength is made perfect. So if you're feeling too weak, this is too hard to be a Christian, you came to the right place in your life because it is too hard. And that's when, in your point of weakness, that's when the strength of God begins to rise up from within you. Again, not from out there. Stop looking. The Lord keeps telling me to remind you Stop looking to man. Man has nothing for you. You know what? I have absolutely nothing from man. I've never gotten the right advice. I've never gotten the right help. Everything I am and everything I have is because of the Holy Spirit that lives in me, showing me the way, revealing his will, bringing the blessing. The Holy Spirit is like light, bringing purity and holiness, bringing direction. And you know what light does? It breaks through the darkness. Every dark place in your life, every place where there's heaviness, depression, bitterness, anger, the Holy Spirit begins to pierce that darkness and begins to release joy. How how many of you need joy? See, joy is different than happiness. You know the difference between joy and happiness? Is happiness depends on your situation. Well, if I got enough money in my pocket and the boss isn't mad at me and everything and my car's not broken, now I can be happy for a couple hours until something falls apart. But see, the Holy Spirit brings true joy. We're in the middle of the trouble, in the trial, where everything's messed up. The car don't work. There's no money in your bank account. And you can come to the church and begin to dance before the Lord because it's a joy that wells up in you. And you can't get it from the world. You can't get it from drugs, alcohol, relationships, there's some women in here, you're not going to get it from a man. And vice versa. They're not going to give you what you're looking for. It's all—it's already there. I'm going to... The Holy Spirit is like a wind giving... The, with or, or, which also means the breath of God, breathing life into your, into your body, into, into your sickness, into your situation, into your mind. He's like a purifying fire that burns out of your life everything that hinders God, everything that, that's in the way of love in your life. The Holy Spirit's like a consuming fire and begins to burn it all away. And he's also like a fire because he'll give you new passion, a reason to wake up in the morning, new zeal. And he's like water bringing cleansing, refreshing, the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. If you're a Christian, the Holy Spirit's always coming and washing away all the sin, all the junk in your mind, all the junk in your emotions. It's like water just comes and renews you, begins to refresh you. There's no person that could do that. There's no pastor that can do that. There's no husband or wife that can do that. It's only the Holy Spirit of God. I'm going to go down to verse 8. And when he comes, he will convict and convince the world and bring demonstration to it about sin and about righteousness and right standing with God and about judgment. About sin, because they do not believe in me. Trust in, rely on, and adhere to me. About righteousness uprightness of heart and right standing with God because I go to my father and you will see me no longer about judgment because the ruler of this world is judged and condemned and sentence already is passed upon him this shows three works of the Holy Spirit number one he convicts you of sin when you do something that you ought not to do We're not going to stand here and condemn you. See, when I was a new Christian, I was good at that. Going to people, oh, you shouldn't do that. Why are you doing that? Paul calling people, you better stop that. See, I don't have to do that. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. You just hear that soft voice beginning to convict you of sin, letting you know that the way you're speaking to that person is not right. Letting you know, showing you the way. And you'll know when you violate the things of God. You'll know when you're walking the wrong way because the the voice of the Spirit in you will convict you of sin. It also will teach you about righteousness. It not only shows you the way not to go, but it will show you the way to go. The Holy Spirit is a teacher. See, when you read the Word of God, don't just read it as words, but ask the Lord. Say, Holy Spirit, speak to me as I read the Word. That's why some of you don't like reading the Bible, because you're bored, because you're doing it without the Holy Spirit. As you read, let Him teach you. Let Him begin to to show you the relevance of what you're reading. I'm going to read the, uh, verse 11 again about judgment because the ruler of this world is judged and condemned and sentence is already passed on them. You know what that means? You know who is the prince, the ruler of this world? Most of you would say, God, that's wrong. Do you know that God, when he created the world, he gave it to Adam and Eve? And you know what Adam and Eve did? They handed it over to the devil. You see, Halloween is coming, and you'll see people with these nice, cute, red uniform, costumes with the pitchfork. That's not the devil. The Bible says, see, the devil is real, and he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to destroy your relationship with God. He wants you to be poor. He wants to destroy your marriage. You know why you're having marriage problems, some of you, because you've allowed the enemy to come in, and he wants to—he wants to get you fired from your job. He wants you to get up and walk out of the building and never serve God again. The devil is real, but you know what? The, you know one of the functions of the Holy Spirit is to assure us that Satan, the devil, has already been judged. And stripped of all authority over us. You see, the devil is like a roaring lion, and I've seen him devour whole families. I've seen him tear people apart. But if you'll just understand the power that lives in you, the enemy cannot have you, the enemy cannot destroy your marriage, he cannot rob your finances, he cannot. He cannot lead you into mental illness and addiction. Because when Jesus died on the cross, he defeated the devil. The enemy is a liar. He is defeated. And when the Holy Spirit comes, he comes in the next verse, it says, as the spirit of truth. We have to stop believing the lies of the devil, the lies of the enemy, telling you, oh, nothing good will ever happen to you. Oh, you're not good enough. You're ugly. That's the voice of the devil. Some of you, you hear it in your minds. Oh, you're so stupid. You'll never be anything. And you know what else the devil tells you? It's all right to get drunk once in a while. It's okay to be in that relationship with that abusive man. He really loves you deep within. See, those are lies from hell. If somebody's physically abusing you, they don't love you. See, love is not a feeling. Love is an action. And the Holy Spirit comes as the Spirit of Truth and begins to reveal the truth, begins to uncover the lies. And the greatest truth of all is in the last verse. And I'm going to ask uh, if Bird could come up. In the last verse, verse 33, I have told you these things so that in you, in me, you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And in 1 John chapter 4, He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. See, the Holy Spirit of God lives in you. And you cannot be defeated. If you walk in the Spirit and not in the flesh, if you walk in the things of God, you heard the prophetic word that Jesse gave before. We got to make time. You got to cultivate that relationship. For many of us, we have the Spirit of God in us, but it's been crowded out by all the pleasures and all the burdens of the world. We haven't made room. You got to let it free. Where the Spirit of the Lord is. There's freedom. There's victory. There's nothing that can stop you because the devil has been defeated. And the word said, because you've got the spirit of God, because Jesus died on the cross and overcame the devil, broke the power of sin, that you are an overcomer. You are greater than your problem. You're greater, greater than the addiction, greater than your lack of finances. Another one of the symbols of the Holy Spirit is rain because the Holy Spirit pours down blessing. The Holy Spirit rains down his presence on us. He rains down his glory. Sometimes I just like to sit in the presence of God and they begin to become overwhelmed. Then another symbol of the Holy Spirit is wine. Because the Holy Spirit can be intoxicating. Get so overwhelmed by the presence of God. As he begins to pour down, he begins to pour out his spirit and, and releases healing and signs and wonders and miracles and peace and joy. And that's your inheritance. Tell them about it, Bert.
0: Praise the Lord. Holy Spirit, rain down. How many want the Holy Spirit to rain down on them? This is the kind of rain you don't want an umbrella for. You don't want a hat. You don't want galoshes. You don't want anything. You just want the Holy Spirit to rain down, soak you, be soaked in the Spirit of God. Isn't that an awesome feeling? This morning, that's what we've been talking about all day, all, all mornings. Holy Spirit, and I, I hope the message coming across clear to those that are here, to those that are online. To some of you, you may not understand. So let me try to help you out with the definition. How could I make it clear? I'm glad you're looking at me because that really means I have your ear. Let me see, uh, how could I explain it in a way that's so you could walk away and know I know, like peanut butter and jelly, you could ask more. It's three in one with you wherever you go. The Father, the Son, the Spirit all act together. And in this kind of rain, you don't need an umbrella for this weather. You want to get wet. As a matter of fact, you want to get soaked. Because when you walk out, you want to be so wet. Everybody's going to know that the Holy Spirit is inside. Because if you abide, guess what? He abides inside. The Holy Spirit is not just a something to talk about. It's Jesus Christ, Father and Son, the one you walk it out. That's the whole message sermon we've been going through. How many people could say the Holy Spirit is inside of you? Holy Spirit reign. Holy Spirit reign. Yeah, this is not one of those get up and chant type songs or dance around type songs. If you're looking for one of those kind of songs, you're wrong. It's off the top of my head, praising a Savior that's no longer dead. Maybe I can help you out. Listen. El Espíritu Santo está aquí para quedarse, para la iglesia edificarse, no para criticarse. A realizarse que la juventud está respondiendo, pastores y evangelistas dirán, lo recomiendo. Es algo raro para el mundano entender, pero el mensaje no ha cambiado. Tú no lo crees, mira, a ver. Cristo y salva y pronto él regresará. Al la That's what we're talking about. When the Holy Spirit is inside, you wanna scream and you wanna shout. There's no way you're gonna tell me that the Holy Spirit is never gonna be a part of the Trinity. I said it before, there's three, but they act as one. You got the Father, the Holy Spirit in the middle is the Son. Because he made us and then He made man and now He lives inside of us. That's why my heart praise will always give. That's a poetic license right there. How many of you know the song Holy Spirit Rain Down on Me? You know that? Why don't we just stand up and worship for a little bit? How many want to worship God? I can't sing, but if you know the words, you can. Rain Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, rain. Real easy. Come on now. Holy Spirit, rain now. Rain down. Oh, and How we need to touch again. Come on, sing it from your heart. Come on.
1: can you keep playing let the CD keep playing I want you to give a
2: great
1: praise how many of you are ready to release what's already in you the very spirit of the most high God you don't have to leave here with the junk that you brought here today. You can be washed clean your mind. You can be healed. You can be set free, not because of anything I can do for you. I got nothing to offer you. But the very power of God can be released in you. And you can take him home with you. And when you can't sleep in the middle of the night, you can call on his name and the very peace and joy of the lord will begin to flood your room so even as we sit stand right now in the presence of the holy spirit i believe god wants to display his miraculous power so i'm going to ask if mike can come and Toyin and, and norma and if stacy could come You could come all over here. And if you're, if you're sick in your body right now, I, I believe God wants to demonstrate who he is. They, they're going to come anoint you with oil. Also, merc if you could come. If you need physical healing in your body today, we, we just want to invite you to come I believe God wants to do miracles. So don't be ashamed. Don't leave here today. Don't leave here with the pain. Don't leave here with the sickness. Don't leave here with with that diagnosis. There's power for you. And I'm going to ask for the worship team to come back. everyone else on the prayer team or on the prophetic team, if you could just come and stand up here. And anyone else, if you're saying, I I need the Holy Spirit to do something. I need him to heal my marriage. I need a breakthrough. We have people that are gonna agree with you in prayer and unlock the very spirit of God that's in you. Whatever it is, you need healing in your marriage. We can help you. I got no advice for your marriage. But we got people here who can call down the Holy Spirit and it's gonna bring healing going to bring wholeness into your marriage, into your emotions. If you need breakthrough in your finances, we want to break the power of debt over you. We're going to pray over your finances and release the very Spirit of God to begin to anoint your bank account. You know that very often we've sung the song I am a temple. But today you could you could you could sing it with the understanding of who you are that you are a temple that the fullness of God lives in you. And he's anointing you. He's overflowing. So let's just worship. And anyone else, if you want prayer, if you need the Holy Spirit to break something in your life, to break that depression, that sadness, if you're having nightmares, if you're having trouble at work, I can't help you. But we can we can pray and release the Spirit of God to come right into your workplace and deal with that angry boss, that angry co-worker. So let, let's just worship the Lord. Welcome home to the
2: sanctuary, a place of rest for the broken and weary, where you can let go, cause you're fully known by forever.